0: Ring, 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 ring. Hello, this is Philip Forsberg. Yes, hello, Philip. This is George Parris from the Department of uh, Player Safety. I was uh, just reviewing some, some game film the other night, and I noticed that you had a questionable hit against a certain Jimmy VC.
1: Yes, I remember that play well. What have you decided? Well, we took a long time to think about this, and we
0: spun the wheel a few times, so we've, we're thinking about giving you a, the maximum fine allowable.
1: Well... I accept that that, uh, fine. I think that I probably deserve it. And I will say one thing. I only wish I had killed that little twerp. I wish that I had backed into him even harder and put my elbow even higher and just knocked that twerpy little smile right off his New York Rangers wearing face. I think that the whole city of Nashville just wanted me to kill him, so that was my goal. And now for the next three days, I will take it out on everyone I play against. I will... Lunge at everyone on the ice with my elbows until it is a pool of blood and the Predators are the only team left standing.
0: Well, alrighty then.
1: Are you still going to give me that
0: fine? We're probably going to have to suspend you for three games. Oh, rats.
1: Talk to you later, George. See you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. It's the only way I can think that call went. The only yeah. way. It obviously okay. The, 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 there's no precedent in the NHL in this this day's 2018 NHL that would suggest that a, a tucked in elbow on a, a butt check results in a three game fine. So I can only assume that Philip Forsberg really botched that phone call <laughs> with the Department of Player Safety um, and said something along the lines of of, of yes, I. Next time I'll make sure he's dead. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the suspension, George? What do you, George uh, Matarangus? Now, not George Perros of course. What do you, what do you yeah. think about this? Um, I thought that it was going to be a fine, and I
0: thought a, that a fine would be would be perfectly acceptable. Um, yeah, I don't know what he said during the. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he said during that call. He must have like, I don't know, like insulted his mustache or like yeah, said right. something like super bad about the ducks. <laughs> but Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, just, I think... I, th- I feel like two minutes and a fine would have been would have been perfect, and everyone would have looked back and been like, yeah, that makes sense.
1: That was just... That game was a mess. An utter mess. I was there at Bridgestone, and it was just... It felt... Every, the whole arena just felt very uh, hostile. Just very anger-filled. From the minute I walked in, and there were... Hundreds of Rangers fans wandering around yelling at people, and that's what they do apparently. I didn't know. I don't think I've ever been to a Rangers game. I didn't realize their fans just yell at everyone. Um, and of course, the Predators fans decided that they needed to stick up for themselves, so they would yell back. There was a fight in section one twenty, in the double letters too. I mean, these are these are not cheap seats, and a couple of people got uh, asked to leave by burly badge wearing folks. Um uh, probably won't be seeing the inside of Bridgestone Arena again for some time. Um there were two pretty bad hits. I think the wrong one got suspended, to be quite honest. Um Do you think do you think that's it? Do you think he just, just got
0: fl- just forgot. Mixed up? <laughs> I mean they're both vaguely European sense. sounding.
1: <laughs> uh, ain't Canadian just, just suspend him. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, legitimately speaking, and this might... I've, I've stayed away... From, I've, I told you yesterday, I'm just staying away from Twitter and, and Reddit and all the hockey social media areas for, this, for the next few days, because it's just ugly out there. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though, that I will not admit to many Predators fans, although I assume everyone listening to this is a Predators fan. Doesn't make much sense I think it's a, I think it's a correct suspension. However, they... There's been zero precedent set by the Department of Players Safety to suggest that that's how they're going to suspend this. I have been called all sorts of names for having this mentality about the NHL. I don't think that there should be head injuries. I don't think that they should happen every night. I don't think they should happen every month. I think they should happen a couple of times a season. The only way to get that to that point is to give out these long suspensions for head injuries that result from even incidental contact. And it's going to suck. There's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be players like Philip Forsberg who don't intend to give head injuries who are caught, out, caught up in it. But I think that that's just going to have to be some of the collateral damage to get the NHL to a better place. That said, on February 3rd, uh, it seems an odd place to decide this is how we're going to start suspending players. And I assume that this is not the new precedent. This is just sort of a anomaly because I doubt the next guy that gets caught up in something like this is going to get three games. will probably get a fine or nothing. It just probably. doesn't make any sense to me unless this is just the new precedent they've decided to set. But I doubt that heavily. Yeah.
0: Well, don't you ever just kind of like wake up sometimes like, I don't know, once a year, once every six months or so, and just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to try to be better today. And it will usually last like a, a one to like one to seven days and then eventually you go back to being a bad person. But for like those seven days, you're like
1: actively trying. Well, it usually lasts about the morning for me. Like once I'm upright out of bed, I'm like, nah, nah. Well, I mean, let's say that George Perez has a little more willpower than that. I mean, he did would, graduate yeah.
0: from Princeton and, and yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. So let's assume he's a better person than.
1: <laughs> <who we are. laughs> that's that's a safe assumption.
0: Yeah, but you know, maybe he's just like, you know, what we're going to start sus- uh, suspending people, and and you know, this is how we're going to do it. And, we know, we're starting today, and I can't actually even... As I'm saying this, I can't actually defend that because of the Alexi Emlin hit. Right, that happened seconds before. Yeah. If anything, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I'm a little bit upset on the Forsberg hit. It's dumb, and it it, it was a dumb hit to make. It took Forsberg out of the play, and it was purely just to kind of, like, make a hit. Yeah. When he was probably... He probably would have been better served back-checking, but...
1: I just... he's known mm-hmm. for that Like that's like a, a trademarked thing as the Forsberg butt check so I think he just kind of when he sees a situation where he thinks he can give out that kind of hit he's going to go for it and there's people arguing that mostly Anaheim fans are arguing mm-hmm. that Forsberg is actually a dirty player which I don't think is true um, however I think that he needs to understand that that he's not a dirty player and has the skill set to be much better than that and like you said should think, something should click in his brain as he's turning around and going into player like Jimmy Vesey who won't have the puck by the time he gets there. Like, wouldn't yeah. I do better for my team and myself if I stay facing the puck and try to make a play on the back check rather than just laying the guy out? And I, I got to tell you, I love hip checks. I think that they're awesome. Yeah. Uh, going
0: back to like uh, Kyle McLaren on the Sharks back in like the mid 2000s, I mean, bone crunching hip checks are awesome. But that one just kinda seemed weird and out of place. I mean, to turn around at like the goal line to kinda make an open ice hip check. Yeah. Because what happens if Jimmy VC, you know, trips or gets tripped or whatever and now he's just on his now he's on his stomach and he totally takes out Philip Forsberg's ankles.
1: Yeah. And you know he he goes
0: backwards into the boards yeah like head first and now F- yeah. Forsberg is out for four months because he made a stupid play of trying yeah. to make that big hip check like or that i guess butt check it's not really a hip check but yeah it just i don't really see i feel like this would hit would have been a lot better if he had just done a normal shoulder check or had he just not made a hit at all and made the correct defensive play yeah i did, i don't really get again I kind of think that it's on Unnecessary and making hits for hits' sake doesn't really work. If making hits for a hit's sake was so valuable, then Alex Samlin would be getting, would be getting paid seven million dollars. Right
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to be quite clear about this because I realize that this is a pretty contentious issue, especially among Predators fans. I think that, um, I think that the suspension is unfair given the context of the Department of Player Safety. I don't think that earned three games given anything else we've seen. Um, We've seen one-game suspensions given for Spears. We've get seen five games given for Elbows. It's it's all over the place. This seemed high. Um, that said, I don't think you can... And I realize a lot of people want to blame Jimmy Vc for having his head down. And I agree. That is kind of an older mentality, obviously, is, is that a player needs to be... Keep your head up. Keep an eye on the situation. And make sure you're not about to get just lambasted by somebody. But... If if the league would it, would it is going to actually, but Vici had nowhere else to go. Yeah, but you know and mean? he did. duck I think he did duck his head, and Forsberg's elbow was tucked, which is why it's so contentious. I think it wasn't a deliberate elbow; it was just a bad hit. It was a dumb hit. Um, I think that if, but all that said, if the league is actually going to take this stance and say we're going to listen to the Paul Correas of the world. Um and and actually start cracking down on this thing. I think that these are the types of suspensions we should start seeing. However, it's very odd to start that with like I said, in February, player that has zero history with the Department of Player Safety. It's it's all just very strange. And my I did not think the DOPS could surprise me anymore, but I found my jaw comfortably on the floor earlier today when I saw three games. I just think that's Unreal, and like you said, I think the only explanation is that they thought that he was Alexi Emelin, because that hit was <laughs> considerably worse, I think, and much more dangerous, in my opinion. Again, I think, uh, of course, now I'm forgetting the recipient of that hit. I think he had his head down, too, um, and was hunched down. Um, for No,
0: that was, um, I believe it was Mark Stahl. Yes, yeah. Who, yeah thank you. Who was going in and... He he went down somehow. I can't remember. I remember seeing it, but then he also got a you know right to the right to the head.
1: Right. And Alexey emelin is the down. kind of guy we he has set a precedent for himself that he goes in to hit players. He plays body first, puck second. So that makes sense. And the fact that he got neither of the calls were penal neither of the, uh, hits were penalized, which I think is ridiculous in the first place, and it yeah. makes the referees look awfully bad. If a three game suspension is not even a penalty on the ice. I mean, yeah. What does that say about the relationship between the referees and the Department of Player <laughs> Safety? Um, yeah. All that said, I think that like people should be perfectly rational about this and be able to have a comfortable conversation. But the the it got so out of hand. There were you know, obviously Jimmy VC is not a popular person in Nashville. So that played a factor. There were Rangers fans talking about how they were like you know, encouraging the injury on the jumbotron and with the music, but the what they're leaving out is the fact that Ryan Johansson and uh, it's a Brady Shea, yeah, British got Shea. in a like a full-on drop the gloves fistfight after that, and that's what people were celebrating. I don't know, but then everyone wants to be turn everything into a, everyone hates my team, so it became a, people were cheering as Jimmy Vc bleeding crawled off the ice. Which is just not the case. I didn't even see him go off the ice because I was watching Johansson win a fight, which is unbelievable in its own right. <laughs> that was insane. It Real. just it got out of hand. That, I mean, that was a
0: fight that I was kind of like, I'm actually not upset that Johansson's in this fight. Like this is like Brady. I think Brady Shea is is an excellent defender. I was like, yeah, take yeah. him off the ice for five minutes. That's, that's right. Okay. That
1: was my first thought. Is like, why is Johansson taking him off taking himself out for five minutes? And I looked at who he was punching, and I was like, eh, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, like that's not a bad wash. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Do you think? And uh, going back to actually what you were talking about about the Rangers fans and such, and I can kind of attest to this is at least on Fox Sports Tennessee in their broadcast, it, when all the fans were cheering, they were still showing. Yeah. They weren't showing the fight; they were showing VC on the ice, right. which I thought wasn't kind of in bad taste,
1: but it is.
0: Yeah. I was um, kind of like this. this
1: but this I think doesn't that's really probably just like, a, a error in camera work i I mean i think yeah to be honest i would like and not to be holier than now although i usually don't admit that even when i'm doing it i'll admit that perhaps i am now um i think that i'm a pretty reasonable hockey fan like i don't really care about all this i don't get wrapped up in the referees hey my team and rangers fans are dicks and all that like That's it's so painful to read some of those tweets, but it's just, it it got so ridiculous. And like, I don't, I just don't understand why everyone has to get, and like the people fighting in the stands, hockey has the single most obvious illustration of the separation between the game and real life. There is a literal wall. It's made of glass. You may not see it, but it's there to get in a fight in the stands over a hockey game that is being played by other people who are paid considerably more than all of us is just the most stupid asinine thing I've ever seen. And I was glad to see the idiot who was wearing a Predators jersey. I did not see who he was fighting because they both got dragged off in different directions. The guy who did come back, escorted by security to get his jacket, looked very embarrassed, and I would think so. I think he should just have to wear if you get in a fight at a sporting event I think you should be forced to wear like a hat or a shirt for the rest of your life that says I got in a fight at a sports game because everyone needs to be aware of just how stupid that person has an ob like can be when you've given the opportunity please don't ever get in a fight at a sports game jesus it's not worth it I mean... No, because that guy... I, like I said, that guy won't see the inside of Bridgestone for a very long time. If ever. Like and he, those are, like I said, those are expensive seats. That was down in the double letters.
0: 15 <laughs> paid, rows paid back from the that. glass. You paid great money for those For the seats. I
1: assume they're season tickets, too. And I'm like, well, say goodbye to that. I just...
0: I don't understand either. Uh, it's almost... It, it's almost like fighting is accepted in hockey. And so... Yeah, fighting is accepted in hockey, and so people think that it's okay for fans to fight. And it's just... It's
1: just could not be further from the truth. There's kids around. There's people. There's elderly people. There's just people like me. I was pissed because everyone stood up in front of me to look at him, and I yelled to people. I said, there's a hockey game going on, because I didn't want to watch the ass of the guy in front of me as he's trying to peer over people to look at some idiots fighting each other. I mean, all this is to...
0: go Go ahead. You know me. When I was... I don't like fights whenever they happen. You saw you were with me when we were at the Dallas stars game, when, when Queen McLeod fought Steven Johns, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to sit for this. I don't really yeah, care. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's, there's no real reason to, to ever fight someone at a sports game. And you know how seriously I take hockey. I mean, it's pretty much my entire life. I don't really have right. much else going for me, but <laughs> I can't imagine ever getting into, into oh. a fight with someone about it. Like I guess, I don't know. There's, are we still seven years old where fighting is the best right? way to handle things? I was I just, sitting
1: next to a Rangers fan who was, like, a loud, brash New York City dude. And he and I, like, would chirp at each other, like, every time the Predators got a power play. And he would moan about how the refs were calling a bad game. And I would say something, you know. But, like, we were laughing. It was funny because it's a game that neither of us <laughs> are involved in. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a Rangers shirt. I'm wearing a Predators shirt. That's about as much as we have to argue about i mean all this is to say i realize we're going off on a tangent here all this is to say the atmosphere of that game the whole general feeling of that game was not good it was it was what everyone wants Nash wants to paint Nashville as which is like a a violent aggressive it's it's classless group right like there's a there's a certain tongue-in-cheek nature to everything that happens to that building and when that is lost it becomes intolerable so Hmm. please for future reference predators fans i don't care if the rangers fans are loud and they yell during the national anthem and they won't shut up and they keep singing cheering poppin sucks like i don't care what they do it's just a hockey game that's just fun i mean we can all agree that but everyone's looking around because they're not used to it and they're not used to other fans being loud during the games i'm like everyone just relax please relax you think, it's and then the, the, the referees, I think, did let it get out of hand, oh, and they we're did. seeing the result of that, which is a three-game suspension for something I didn't think should be more than one game, given the current situation the DOPS finds itself in. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just like they, it's like they're funded by Wheel of Fortune because they just push that metaphor so hard. <laughs> yeah. So well, let me ask you: in a perfect world,
0: if you're the referee making the call, let's say you're a referee and head of department of player safety. What are you giving Forsberg?
1: I'm giving him if I'm head of Department of player safety, are you saying that I, I'm the same person that's called all of the recent suspensions as well, or am I brand new to this job?
0: I'm saying that you're in a perfect world where you are the referee on the ice and the head of department of player safety, and there's no backlash for whatever you give
1: Forsberg. You're, you know what you think is fair stands. Two game, or sorry, two uh, two minutes, Max, fine.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say two minutes max Fine, or one game.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I probably, I'm towing that line, but the, I the reason I wouldn't give a game is because his elbow never left his side.
0: I the only reason I give a game is because is also if there's no if there's no two minutes on the ice. But the only reason I give a game is because that he was reckless in his head by turning yeah. around and not facing his
1: opponent. He could have really hurt him. I just like that was a perfect storm. The fact that it's Jimmy Vc, the fact that Forsberg's been out for a month. I mean. Yeah, that was that was a mess. That mm. game was an absolute mess. Um, yeah, so, Also, the Predators fans have gotten the last laugh. Like do you really need yeah, to be mad at Yeah. Look Jerry at the easy? standings. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the little twerp <laughs> said himself he wants to go play for like a more competitive franchise and now look what he's doing. They're they're mm. like out of the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, that was a mess. If anyone is actually listening and actually takes what I say for anything, please just just relax at hockey games. Enjoy the the spectacle on the ice get into it obviously like yell they suck it is obviously lundquist's fault he does suck i see people trying to say like well we don't actually mean it no he I mean he sucks and it's all his fault like you get I into that so much the king had did nothing wrong You about got on, but you have to understand like it as long as it oh, keeps well, that the... tongue-in-cheek nature about it where you're like joking in spite of yourself like obviously this is henrik lundquist and pretty much every goal scored on him is, <laughs> is his own team's fault you have to go all in, but there's that line. There is just such a clear line that people need to not cross. Let the Rangers fans be the jerks because they were until the Predators fans started retaliating. Man, yeah. and I got—I certainly did not get any popular reception on Reddit for saying things like that. But like, you have to admit it went both ways. You can't just—I hate those people that just ignore reality to try to push their own narrative.
0: Yeah, it, I know. We've probably spent 20 minutes talking about this, but
1: yeah, I know. It's
0: it's just unfortunate. It's a game. No matter how much money you spend or how closely you, yeah. you know, feel to this team. It's like just, it's a game. Enjoy it. Have yeah. fun. Talk, you know, get involved in the chance, uh, you know, talk smack to other fans. And if you think that they might be taking it a little too seriously, maybe, maybe don't talk smack to those fans. You
1: yeah. know, I mean, this doesn't all this, like this, none of this seems related. I think just, there's a lot to unpack with that game. It got ugly on the ice and off the ice. um,
0: Thought, if I'm Philip the-
1: Forsberg, I'm mm-hmm. calling – I'm uh, I'm apologizing right. to George Peros. I'm calling Jimmy Vesey, and I'm apologizing to him. I'm keeping my chin up, and I'm focusing on what I'm going to do after the next three games are over. Yeah, just Like, take out – if you have frustration, take it out on the puck. There's just no need to yeah. let this stew and ruin your season. Like, look how successful the Nationals have been this year in the standings. Just brush this one off and move on. And that, I'm speaking to the fans as well, like – don't don't get dragged into thirty long thirty comment long black holes on Twitter with Rangers fans that aren't going to be convinced, just or Ducks fans even worse who suddenly have come out of the woodwork. Mm. <laughs> they or, obviously uh, have a bone to pick with Forsberg, or or with me if you're talking about Carlson, right? A good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so yeah. I'm so. Sad. Anyway, you're right. That was twenty minutes, but man, it's just a lot to unpack about that game. Um,
0: you want to just talk about that game, I mean, I, I thought the I thought that was one of the more complete games that the
1: Predators had up until yeah. like parts of the third period. Yeah. Well, let's let's put this in context because on uh, uh, Tuesday night, Nashville gets, in my opinion, just flat out embarrassed by Chicago. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, Chicago's had some real issues, some real struggles this year, and Nashville just played right into their system and got zero possession, outplayed the entire game. Embarrassing, they come back against LA, and I think it was a bit of a statement game. I think they did not like getting embarrassed by Chicago, and they and there was, as people point out, it was their first game with a, a healthy roster all year, um, a full roster, and they, the result was a five nothing win on national television. It's kind of that's just a statement for me. Like the, that was them saying, "We've got our full team." we're sick of losing result of losing these games against teams a lot worse than us. We're just going to bury Los Angeles and Los Angeles really never even, they had one, maybe one good chance. I think, uh, Andre Kopitar hit it off the post or something. Um, oh, Dowdy had a river. Or Doughty. It was Dowdy, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but other than that, like it was just national whole game. It was, that was a full 60 minute effort by Nashville. It was really nice to see, um, nice to see Rene obviously get the shutout. Um, and then I think as you pointed out, the Rangers game was close to being a complete effort. Um, the first 40 minutes, I think Nashville outshot New York 23 to 8. I mean, it was, it was, oh, they were killing them. It yeah. New wonderful. York had a couple of decent chances in arena and make some pretty big saves on deflections and tip ins and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was, it was all Nashville. And then they kind of let it devolve into the chippiness and, um, it started it to would, fall apart at the end, but they—sorry, go ahead.
0: I will say that those two goals that were given up by the Predators, I didn't think were, like, anyone's real fault. Yeah, like, they were
1: good goals. They were good Like, goals.
0: The, that one tip from J.T. Miller was just, like, that's an an awesome play by him, and there's not really much you're going you're to—there's not, not too much you're going to do on that. Uh, the Matt Zuccarell blast from the point maybe could be Peccarina's fault, but that was just a, a laser of a shot, so I'm willing to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. And also there was some traffic in front. So, I don't know. I'm not too worried yeah. about about that. I thought the the Persons did such a good job of just controlling the slot, though, in their own zone. Like their defense just stepped up in a big way.
1: Yeah, and I think the most impressive thing for me was um, after they for both of the Rangers' goals were power on the power play, which is you know that's nice that they didn't get anything going really at five on five. Um, and then Nashville scored after the first goal. I think they scored. Um, Two minutes later, and then after the second goal, Arvidsson Wynn scored like 16 seconds later. I mean, they, they bounced back pretty much immediately from those goals. They, you know, we did we saw a lot last year and earlier in this year of when Nashville lets a goal in, they usually let in two or three. Um, but this in this case, they were not going to do that, they were right back on the gas, right back on the four check. Um, and just quality possession, I think, was really the name of it. They, they even had one of their power plays, and they had several, one of them was bad, but. Um, beyond that, I think they carried over a little bit from the Los Angeles game. They, were, they injected a little bit more creativity into the power play. They were moving the puck more through the through the slot, um, setting up players like Subban, Fiala for these great chances from kind of where they're best. It was very high-quality possession, and, and hopefully that's the new trend we're going to see because it's been two nights in a row, and certainly it would be nice if they could take that on the road. Um, but, yeah, I, I have very little com- to complain about from – uh, the Kings and the Rangers game, aside from just getting involved in the, the chippiness uh, Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Uh, P.K. Subban was just an absolute star. Oh, my God. That was, eight, that
1: was his best game of the season. It was against uh,
0: New York. He had an 89 Fenwick score. He had <laughs> he was on the ice for 10 scoring chances and three high-danger chances for him, yeah. while not being on the ice for any scoring chances against. Uh, four goals, four while he was on the ice. And best of all, he started in the offensive zone 11% of the time. Oh, my like, gosh. I didn't that see his own starts. Yeah, no, that's just an elite level. Like, that's yeah. an elite stat line right there.
1: Yeah, I'm doing this by memory. I think I'm correct. Uh, the Predator, with Suban on the ice, Nashville had 17 unblocked shot attempts, yeah. four and two against. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like that is a league-best defenseman type of performance. Um, yeah, and, and, and as someone, I mean, I tend to sort of, take the post-game radio show with a grain of salt but they did point out that we still think that Suvan has more to give and i think they're probably right i don't Um, know i think something tells me that this is this is what you're going to get from all season long i don't and that's fine like like, that was he when he gets a chance he absolutely controls the games by himself yeah short of like short of just i don't know like Getting a star
0: on like Mario Kart and just being vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know what else he could do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a reference, Mario Kart. That is. Yeah. Sorry, my Canadian's not showing enough. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, uh, he he's such a great player. You know, if we could, I've always said that. You know, he he's like he's probably one of the best players on the roster. But I also thought he should be the captain.
1: Yeah, I still yeah. think it. But uh, I think okay. he's the kind of guy, he's just the kind of guy that, like, I don't think giving him a C changes anything at all in the locker room. I think he's going to still have the same kind of, like, he's not, maybe he's not the guy standing up and giving the the pregame speech. Um, I assume that is given to Yossi, but oh, so he yeah, would still he be is. the guy, like,
0: what? I, I think he is.
1: I think he's. Yeah, I mean, like, at I the think very least, you know Subban's the guy getting up and, like, Getting everybody hyped up before the game, giving everybody the high five, the tap on the shin, you know, whatever. Just like he's the guy that that's trying to get the energy injected in that locker room, and I don't think necessarily giving him the captaincy changes that. So, um, but I think I mean I think you're right. He has he has every right to be the leader of this team, and, and on the ice, he has shown many times that he is the leader of this team. Yeah,
0: it's just it's a little funny, especially with rumors that like the Predators are looking to acquire Max Pacioretty. Right, and like you know, yeah. he gets passed up in Montreal for Max Pacioretty, and now, yeah, his patches is going to come back. That would be. <laughs> uh, did you hear the? I... Uh, did you hear the asking price on him? Uh, no, I haven't. It is a first, a second, uh, a blue chip prospect, and then a warm body on the roster. Oh God, get out of yeah. here! Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just Mark Burchardt's like opening price. Yeah, but, like.
1: I guess we yeah. all thought that Hitch uh, was crazy.
0: Yeah, well, it's, I keep telling people are people are just kind of you know we can trade Auberg and like Goudreau and then like
1: a first. I'm like no, it's going to be Tolman in her fabric. Yeah, you're going to have to give up a good a good prospect, a, yeah. as you said, blue chip prospect. That yeah. you can't <laughs> you can't shove Freddie Goudreau up there uh, and right. trust him up as as uh, Eli Tolman. <laughs>
0: Harry, Harry check was the one that I kept hearing people saying, <laughs> oh, like he's not, get like he's not here. even an NHL player. Like he's not.
1: Oh, yeah. Scrabble, Good old Scrabble. I have a, I, I have half of a Harry Zolnerchek stick. It's the only NHL stick I have. Really? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's oh. the only thing I have to say about Harry <laughs> and, uh Cool. Neat, yeah, yeah. neat, neat, neat is, the, is the appropriate response to that. Neat. Like you say um, NHLer,
0: like, oh yeah, NHLer, sure.
1: Um, speaking of uh, leadership on the team, it's <laughs> you, I mean, you must have been under a rock to be a hockey fan and not have heard recently about Mike Fisher returning to an active NHL roster. Now, I the morning that morning evolved very uh, interestingly for me, it was Wednesday. It was right after they had lost to the Blackhawks. I was kind of 10% into the, the, uh, recap for that game. And I saw on Twitter that, uh, the Predators are had announced a press conference, uh, that started in about an hour, um, after I had seen the announcement. And so I kind of just passed it. I figure, you know, um, I don't know I mean I, I had no clue what it was going to be I didn't think it was going to be anything particularly interesting um and so I just kind of kept writing and then I start to see these rumors and I see oh Nashville's been selected for an outdoor game and I'm like sweet that's that's I'd say that's worthy of having a press conference and it's like great news and I see it's about Mike Fisher I'm like wait what does this have to do with Mike Fisher and they're like he's skate. Mike Fisher just stepped onto the ice at Bridgestone Arena I'm like why is he skating what kind of po- photo shoot is this for Um, and slowly like come to realize it was announced before they even did the press conference that Mike Fisher was returning to the team. And even then I'm like, oh, okay, he'll be like a, um, you know, a front office role or something like that. Nope. I find out he's playing, he's coming back to play, uh, theoretically, obviously he's not been signed yet. Um, I guess it will depend on the, how February unfolds in terms of his, uh, fitness, um, I hope he's been staying in shape. I think from he's what not. I can tell of his social media, he's just hunting every day and like chilling out. So,
0: well, did you hear him talk about it? They asked him like, "When was the last time you skated?" And he said, "I've skated once since since retiring." Yeah. And then,
1: like, well, he well, did well, the the alumni game for yeah, the yeah for the Senators. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was it. That's what he skated it. And then there's like, "Well, <laughs> how much have you been working out?" He's like, "I try to get to the gym." Like,
1: yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> it's just, well, I th- and and the. I think what Shinsky was talking about this is interesting is he thinks that this perhaps was the plan all along like for Fisher he was just going to kind of hang out and see if the team was compet- you know a contender again and then come back toward the playoff run but the team contacted him that about is, this which doesn't uh, that that's the most me. puzzling part to me that is the most puzzling part of this to me is is that the team looked around at the pieces they have in the room in the locker room on the roster they looked at the results the results they've been getting they've been getting the points but not necessarily in convincing fashion and they decide we need to bring back mike fisher it just doesn't make much sense for me although as you pointed out and i'm i am do not want to take your point and you can elaborate on this it is very much a, a fan move because the people of nashville are very happy about it certainly to see a guy like fisher come back and i am too i mean he's like he's done a lot for the team and he's a classy guy you know he's a nice dude he's um, a good person to have around, but it's just very puzzling to me as a hockey move.
0: Yeah, uh, this makes a lot of sense on like in a, on an organizational like move if you're in the upper management and you're working as like a CFO or like an accountant or something like that. But as like as David Poyle, as a hockey move, as we want Mike Fisher to come in and play hockey for us, I don't necessarily think it makes a lot of sense. Um, because c- what, what does Mike Fisher really specialize in? It's mostly kind of his defensive, gritty corner play.
1: Yeah, he's not a not a fast forward. He's he's like a physical kind of get in front of the net, back check kind of guy. Yeah,
0: and I would say that you kind of already have those guys out there right now.
1: Right, I agree. Where
0: you have much, your much
1: younger, higher ceiling guys, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah,
0: where you even have like your your get to the net, gritty guy as like Scott Hartnell. Who is technically younger than
1: like Fisher. <laughs> I forgot about Hartnell. Yeah. You're right. But you're right. That's the kind of role he's going to play, although Hartnell's a winger. Um, and I assume... I don't know. That's the other thing is where is Fisher going to play, obviously, in the lineup is an interesting question. Will he be a winger? Will he come back as a center? Um,
0: well, I, I heard people talking about how he replaces Benino in the third line and Benito moves back. And I was like, are you are you
1: high? No. no. Why? Why would you do that? Nick Benino's finally hit his stride as a, as a, yeah. as a Predator. And his line got nine points last week in one
0: game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, granted, you know, he was relying on Fiala as the tourist yes, line has also right, relied right. upon Fiala right. for, to drive those points. But still like I let them, let them do that. Let them be good. Let them, you know, stay in one spot for more than a week. And I don't, I, I've heard a lot of people say that saw is the odd man out, but I really don't think that's a good idea. Salamaki no, brings so, more either. grit to this team than anyone besides Austin Watson. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've written a few articles on it, but Salah is actually one of the better shot suppressionists, and he doesn't put up numbers like other players do. But the numbers that he keeps off the board, I think, are much better. And to the point now, where he has, he puts up half the number of uh, half the numbers of Colton Sissons, but he still has a much better goal differential per sixty than, than Sissons does, just because as well as a, a better high-danger uh, chances ratio per 60 than Colton Sissons does, uh, just because he's he makes such a big physical impact, uh, at least defensively, even when playing in a winger position.
1: Yeah, and, and Sissons has kind of been in the crosshairs of this whole thing, but honestly, Sissons has had a great week. Um, he's, he's actually started to show up a lot in games, and he's been utterly invisible this year um, until the past few games, so... I just don't see a spot. I don't see a logical spot for Mike Fisher on this lineup unless he will literally just sit unless someone gets hurt, which makes sense. Obviously, you know, Norm and having more depth. But but, would he he want that, though, to come back out of retirement from sitting on the couch to sitting on the bench? I mean, I think he's got to be realistic here. Like, he can't think he's going to come back and play 15 minutes a night. I mean, it's just this as much as he is a team legend and everything like this is Mm -hmm. a business. This is a team trying to win games. I mean, it we just also, doesn't make sense. Remember, too.
0: he was pretty bad there down the stretch. Like, I'm not even talking about the playoffs, but going in, like in the last few months of the season, he looks spent.
1: Well, he's yeah, yeah, that is exactly. I mean, he's just an older kind of two way kind of center. Like he's not. He was never the fastest guy on the ice. He was never. He had never had the best shot on the ice. And he's a. He was a very important piece to the team. and and, and in the locker room, I think you can't. Leave that out, and I know you you like to talk about people shying away from things like intangibles, but I mean that has you have to consider that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to be a positive voice in the locker room. He's going to get guys like Ryan Johansson, um, Kevin Fiala, these younger guys that really will make an impact on the ice, keep them motivated, keep them focused, and I think that's perfectly fine. It was just a very odd sequence of events for me on that Wednesday, and I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you a question. Does, is Benino a better voice in the locker
0: room than, than Mike Fisher? No. Why? I think Benino keeps his head down because he was a penguin. <laughs> Benino, Benino won the cup. Mike Fisher never did.
1: I, see what know, he, what I know, know what you're what, saying. I know
0: what you're saying. So to, the logic stands that he knows a thing or two about winning that Mike Fisher just doesn't because Fisher never won.
1: It's just an odd. It's an odd, no, and I don't. You're you're towing on like people are going to send you hate mail. There already C- do. territory there. I know. And,
0: and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I, I actually believe that. I'm just saying, shouldn't we think? And we got to remember, pretty much every player on this roster was in the Stanley Cup last season. I know Cal yeah. uh was about a game away from it, and Scott Hartnell was about two rounds away from it. But I feel like you got all the experience you need, and you know if you. If you don't trust your leadership, then why give the captaincy? Why not
1: just give out a few A's and call it e- call it even, call it an a day? I'll ask you this cuz this might be where you and I disagree. It's a very simple question. Do you think this acquisition will help the team? No. I just I I, I don't
0: it's see a way cuz I I'm interested in results on the ice. Yeah. And I don't understand how an aging 2A player that thrives in gritty areas that are becoming constantly tougher for older players to play in is going to actually benefit this team, especially when it means taking out a younger guy that has been excelling recently. Uh, Even if they took out Colton Sissons, I would probably be a little upset about that.
1: Yeah, I see, and that's what I say. And and as you argue, maybe this isn't what Mike Fisher wants, but I don't think the team really should be in a... um, is positioned to listen to what an individual player wants. They need to be much more focused on the success of the team. And so I think that he will come back and sit a lot. Um, he's he's basically just going to be plugged in when they really need somebody, when somebody goes down an injury or just needs a day off or whatever. Um,
0: well, do you, do you think his voice is,
1: could, be, could be heard really well?
0: I feel like his voice could be heard really well as a pro scout, someone that watches the team, or a, someone, an assistant to the, to like yeah, the, no, I know what you you mean. Know, offensive coach, someone, She's,
1: someone who can influence the, the results without actually being dressed for the game. I mean, yeah,
0: have him, have yeah. him around the team, have him come to the rank every day, have, have him help show the young guys how to do it. But when the time comes, rely on the roster that you have.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to look at a. Uh, how he compared to the rest of the team last year? Just, I mean, I I never even really looked. He that had, second line was really. Oh my god, it's, it's just not great. Like, if you look at the whole team last year, um, five on five filter for players who've played more than five hundred minutes last year, he's fourteenth on the team and Corsi 4 percentage. Um, let's see, he's. 12th on the team for Fenwick percentage for high danger chances um oh he's fifth okay so that's this is where I I'm kind of I just don't know how to feel about it because I think that on the ice if he's used correctly which is not often and only in very specific roles I think it could actually benefit the team I just think that and as my article kind of detailed like it, it really, to me, paints a bad picture of what's going on in that locker room. If you like, look at the roster of this team and find a complete roster in the National Hockey League this year that is without a doubt better, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed. Top to bottom, this team has no holes except for maybe the bottom-pairing defenseman, but even on a good night, they can be good. And I just don't understand why you'd look around and decide, we need to add something to this and not Max Pacioretty. Not a Vander Kane. I realize they're expensive, but no, we need to bring a guy back out of retirement. Who you know? I just yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just repeating myself here. I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, and I heard a lot of people say, well, you know, now they don't have to buy anymore, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, does this solve
1: any of the the holes that they were thinking about no. buying for? It's a bit of insurance if there's an injury, but it's not going to be – I don't think – I mean, maybe Sissons, but like I don't know if Fisher is, a, is an adequate replacement for any of the centers on the ice um, or wingers for that matter. I mean, just, I don't know why who he's better than and if someone go, gets injured. I mean, it's obviously better than – well, I don't know. It's better than calling up most AHL players, not all of them.
0: I feel like Freddie Goudreau is a fine player. Like I feel I like – He's a
1: decent replacement, and at least he's versatile. Like, he can play yeah. winger or center. Yeah. It's odd. It's just odd. I mean, you've been following hockey a lot longer than I have, and, and I'll ask you if you've seen something comparable to this. I feel like I have, but I can't remember the I mean, I think time. there are other examples of teams bringing back. I don't know about guys from retirement, but definitely bringing back. I mean, you you know, if – Look at uh, Patrick Marlowe obviously not coming back to the team, but, you know, an older guy who sees a chance at the Cup and just goes and chases it. Like, Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you could talk like Raymond Bork, um, trying to get the other
0: ones. But, yeah, like there, there's a couple options of like big names like that that are just that that go where they yeah. they see the Cup. Although I kind of think that Petty Marlowe might have seen more
1: dollar signs than a than, than, yeah, <laughs> little more to give. Yeah. yeah, it's strange. It's it's. I wouldn't say unprecedented, but it is a rare instance, especially for a team that's identity comes from quick transition play, young talent. Um, it doesn't, except for Hartnell, obviously. I mean, yeah. who's kind of their representative of of power play specialist, uh, goalie screen guy, physical guy. I just it didn't seem there's not a hole that this is really filling, in my opinion.
0: I'll kind of, I'll kind of leave it at this. In my my opinion, in a league that's getting younger and faster, the Predators just got older and slower.
1: Yeah. But it'll be fun. I mean, it will be fun. I can't deny that. When he comes back on the ice for the first time in Bridgestone, and you know, hopefully, if he scores a goal, like people are going to freak out. It's gonna be cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's odd. Um, yes. Yeah, let's move on. We've, uh, we've we're lingering on things for a long time tonight. It's because we don't have Corey, so we don't have anyone to move us along. We're just we, <laughs> you and I just complain back and forth. <laughs> yeah. You're just bags in the wind. Um, yep. So just talking about that, talking about new
0: additions. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen the trade and like the trade rumors recently.
1: Yeah. Uh, is Is there anyone that you would add to the to the Predators right now? Um, if the price is right. Again, my opinion on this is that Nashville does not have a significant hole in their roster. Obviously, you can always get better. Um, but I, at what cost? I don't I don't know if there's a cheap addition they could make. Don't you dare say Mike Fisher or anyone listening. <laughs> I realize that is technically a cheap addition you're making. I don't think it'll actually do much good. Um, I mean, there's, you know, Nashville's been linked with a couple players. They've been linked, i say most notably, with Max Pacioretty. Um but I just, you know, and, and we've seen, we've all seen what uh, Buffalo is trying to get for Evander Kane. I mean, there's there's players available. Um, I'm trying to think of, of someone came out today or yesterday who's requested a trade. Um, I think he's a Toronto player. Oh, yeah, Josh he yeah He actually might not
0: be a bad player. Uh, yeah. I mean, just listening to, like, Steve Dangle talk about him. He's got offensive skill, and he'd probably be the best fit because they want they want whoever they get to play in a bottom six role, so Josh Levo would probably make the most sense. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you need to change about the top six for sure. Well, I mean, do you do you think about that? Maybe does you know putting
1: Fiala back on that third line with Benino and and Jernkrog? Only because Fiala is so good, and I know you'll agree with that. Like Fiala has the uh, has the potential to drive possession on any line he's on. Oh, he drives um, possession
0: and scoring on every line he touches. Uh,
1: the fact know, that he wasn't—I
0: mean, the fact that he wasn't scoring at the beginning of the season was just pure dumb luck. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's making. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I I think that I don't know. I mean, let, let me I, because of the, the versatility of a lot of national forwards, I think that you can make space on, on a top six or bottom six role for anybody. Um, I think what do you what do they have like three and a half million cap space right now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that's enough for a bottom six guy if they found the right one. I mean, Mac, like Max Domi wants to get traded, but I don't, There's just no way. I don't think he'll no. come and fit in on National yeah. roster.
0: I don't think he would either. I think Arizona would probably ask a little much just because they're trying. They try yeah. to do whatever they could from him. Uh, what do you think about in uh, a certain
1: defense in Ottawa? Dude, <laughs> if you ask me do I want Eric Carlson, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Of course I do. Do I want him in, in, in exchange for every defensive prospect Nashville has in the next five years and draft picks? I don't think Nashville's – and I, I know you'll disagree with me on this, and maybe this is a stupid hill to be on. I don't think Nashville – needs Carlson as much as they need to actually have prospects down the pipeline is he the best defenseman in the National Hockey League? yes was he better with two ankles? yes but that, <laughs> is, that is beside the point it's just so sad <laughs> I it just I don't think Nashville is hurting enough in, in the defense and I realize that you would suddenly have like a a bottom pairing of I don't know <laughs> I, want, I want you to. I want you to imagine this I want you to close your
0: eyes and just imagine this. All right. On your first pair, you got Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis. Isn't that beautiful?
1: It on, has been for since Ryan Ellis came back. Yes. Yeah.
0: On your second pair, you have PK Subban and Alexi Emlin It's not as nice, but we're seeing the stats that Subban's putting up, so you got to be okay with it. Now, on that third pair. That sweet, sweet third pair. You got to <laughs> so call it a third pair. Yeah. You got a, you got a certain Matthias Ekholm and uh his Swedish partner, Eric Carlson.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're talking about like the you know NHL all-star team as a league, you know, they're yes, like that is that makes sense. But in a in a world with cap space, with defensive prospects being worth their weight in gold. I know what the asking price would be. I shudder to think of it. Well, you
0: know, I also think one of the reasons why I like Carlson to the Predators isn't, isn't just because the talent, but it keeps him away from Tampa Bay, which is apparently the other place. That's right, and that would like, be
1: like perhaps even more of an all-star situation.
0: Well, did you hear what they
1: want? I pre- No, like you mentioned this to me yesterday,
0: and I didn't have. It, I didn't even look it up. Supposedly, they want uh, Braden Point, Taylor Radish, who's a great player. He was with. Uh, uh, he was with uh, Erie for a while. I think he just got traded in the OHL. I haven't been keeping up as much recently. And then and then like a first and a second. And like...
1: <laughs> a new team. Yeah, that's like... That's a king's ransom, but can you imagine? Well, here's the thing, though, is... is I mean, I, Nashville may not be the team that benefits from this, but Ottawa's going to start getting a little... They're going to start to sweat over this because Carlson has not exactly expressed his loyalty to the Senators... And they're, they're a sinking ship and they're not going anywhere fast. And as that reality sets in of them getting less and less every day in return for Carlson, or, you know, obviously the complete impossibility but future possibility of him losing him for nothing, I mean, <laughs> the asking price is going to start to go down. And I don't think National needs to jump in and throw two of their top prospects a first round pick in two years. And a roster piece. I mean, I just don't... I don't know. Well... I don't know. Yeah, you. I know you're all in. And a lot of people, probably smarter than me, are all in. And just to me, I'm maybe I'm too just, too scared of the unknown, but... Cup, cup
0: windows are fleeting.
1: Like, that's... Yeah. No, you're right. As
0: yeah. a San Jose Sharks fan, cup windows are fleeting. And once they're gone, you'll never get them back.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, well, you're right. Because this, this roster, I will be extremely disappointed... If if Nash if this basic core of nationals the Nashville Predators don't get a cup, I think mm-hmm. it will be a hugely wasted opportunity. So if they get a chance to get a player like Carlson that I mean, all but guarantees their placement in the cup final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. if they play like they have this week, then I'm like, whatever. Let him let him sink to no postseason in Ottawa and We'll just keep going.
0: One last question just to, just to end this conversation on trades. Who, who gets more money, in your opinion, Tavares or Carlson?
1: <laughs> Only because I think GMs are idiots, I would say Tavares. <laughs> oh, he's so good, Mark, though. Mark going to give him $13 million. For
0: seven years. <laughs> that's going to be 23 million dollars locked up in Tavares and uh
1: Carey Price. I oh did, I just like God. just put that together. It's, it's like that's a fourth tier Kane and Taves without the Cups. <laughs> mm.
0: so oh, all right,
1: let's move on. We got to look at the it's a pretty packed week ahead all on the road. Um Nashville's got four games. Um all of them yes against Eastern Confer- Eastern Conference uh, opponents going uh, I'm sure they are there by now To New York City once again Play the New York Islanders this time around And Islanders who As you pointed out Don't play defense And yet somehow beat Nashville 6-1 to one Earlier this year in Nashville hmm. So what's that about? Do you think they're going to bring that That kind of performance back And Nashville just going to fold? I've, I've heard this
0: said a few times And I just really like it Uh Their offense is an unstoppable force while their defense is an extremely movable object. Yeah. And I don't know how it's going to, how it's going to end up, but it's probably going to be a five to four game or a four to three game. And I think the pairs are going to come out on top, even without Philip Forsberg. I think that they, uh, they win.
1: See, I think this is going to be one of those weird kind of quiet early February road games. That's going to end probably three, one, in Nashville's favor and it's just no one's even going to look twice at it no one's going to watch it it's just going to happen and they're going to move on (laughs) yeah um but yeah I I mean Islanders have some serious offensive talent your your favorite Matt Barzell
0: yeah he's got to be called her favorite I mean I know Brock
1: Besser just hit 25 but
0: come on man Barzell is a point-per-game player and he just looks like
1: the real deal yeah so yeah, I mean, there's it's it's going to be a, a tough night for the defenseman, probably especially PK Subban, be forced into that shutdown role again. But we've seen that he can do it I uh, wouldn't against be, anybody.
0: Do you think Do you think that they break up Ekholm and Subban so they have Subban on Tavares and Ekholm on uh, on Barzal? I
1: don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I think honestly, I think Ekholm is prone to mistakes against really top talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean we saw obviously this is an extreme example but saw McDavid burn him twice Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean I, I think that he can he's prone to making those mistakes so it makes sense to have him be with somebody of equal or higher defensive ability but you're right I mean it, it makes sense to spread it out a little bit try to just make everything a little more balanced um, I would say that knowing what I know about Nashville I'd say they probably would shoot for that kind of approach of of spreading it out yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so you think like 4-3 Nashville, probably 5-4, something like that. You think of yeah. a 15-16 Dallas Stars performance? Oh, yeah, easily. Especially without Johnny Boychuk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they're off uh, another game that I've been looking forward to all year in uh, Toronto on Wednesday. Take on the kind of very questionable Maple Leafs. Um, oh, they've been playing better recently. They've been... Yeah, I know. Hockey media exists it, like is all from the center Toronto, so I hear a whole lot about the Leafs. It um, sounds like they've got some very puzzling uh, personnel management issues. Playing guys like uh, Komarov for twenty five minutes tonight. but uh, <laughs> well, you hear the you
0: heard the quote on that right, where they they said that to Babcock, he was like, "That can't be right." Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, no, he was out no there. Twenty three <laughs> minutes.
1: Yeah. Babcock's, you know, one of the top two coaches in the NHL. <laughs> Surely he he wouldn't do that on purpose.
0: No. Nah. Although I do, they like uh, I've been watching Dermot a lot recently, and he just looks yeah. like he looks yeah. like a real thing. And you know, I was you know how pumped I was about uh, Timothy Lowbrand in the draft. I was, I almost yeah. I almost lost my head when when he fell to like seventeen. He was too shy of the Sharks, and I was like, oh my god, the Sharks are going to get him, and then. Don't you know, the Leafs just come in and dash my
1: hopes and dreams. <sighs> Such is life, man. Such is life. Um, um, yeah, I really Anyway, like... I, think that, uh, I think that... I mean, I watched this matchup last year in Toronto, and, and the Leafs kind of... I think they won, like, 5-1 to one or something. I mean, and Nashville never really showed up for that game, and I have a, a hunch that they won't show up for this one, too. Obviously, missing Forsberg. Uh, who knows what will happen against the Islanders if they'll have a, another... Kind of keep the momentum going, or if they'll just get kind of all the wind taken out of their sails. It, it's there's a lot kind of going into this Leafs game that will determine how it turns out. I think. Yeah, uh,
0: I don't know. We'll see what happens. They got that that second line of uh, Patrick Marleau, uh, Nazem Kadri, and then Mitch Marner. Uh, that, that'd be former London Knight Mitch Marner, uh, yeah. who. Yeah. It's just you don't say. I haven't, I haven't heard you say that ever. Yeah. I I try to mention it at <laughs> least as I can. But um yeah, that that second line is just the real deal. That's probably I don't know, it it that line would be a first line on so many different teams, but since they yeah. have Austin Matthews and uh and Willie Nylander, it's kinda it, I don't know, they're just so deep, they're so good. That's gonna be such a fun game to watch.
1: It should be. And, and I hope it lives up to that potential. I, you know, like the Tampa game certainly did. And I hope this one will as well. Just two very good teams from different conferences battling it out. Yeah. Two very um, fast teams, too. Yeah. And I think Nashville has a depth advantage here, which I think will ultimately uh, win out. And I don't, I don't know if we'll see Sarah Serena, but I think I prefer both of them to Craig, uh, to, not Craig Anderson, uh, the other Anderson. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd say the Preds could. You could win this one if they decide to, Freddie. Uh, but i Freddie. Thank you. Mm. Totally spaced on that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll probably say three one Leafs. Yeah, I got. I think I had about four to two Leafs or four three Leafs. Yeah. All right, so Nashville's riding two points so far in this road trip, and then they visit the Ottawa Senators. Who, so if if history this season has taught us anything, Nashville should win this game about seven to three. <laughs> Seven to two, maybe, um, depending on Carlson. I the Senators have just lost absolutely a lot. Why they lose to Montreal today, four to one or something, three to one or something like that? I just against Montreal, they managed to barely scrape back an overtime win again, or a shootout win rather against Philadelphia. I mean, not things are not going well in Ottawa. They're captainless shit.
0: They're, there's no direction to the franchise, let alone the team. Yeah. Everyone hates the owner. owner hates the fans. <laughs>
1: it's
0: ridiculous. That's pretty totally nice. Lost. Can you imagine being an owner, getting a kidney from one of your fans,
1: and going this turn around <laughs> and be like,
0: yeah, we might move it's this just, team.
1: It writes like fiction. I mean, just think about that. Oh, um,
0: I just can't imagine. Can you – Can if, a, if you're the other uh, – if you're the fan that gave his kidney, can you just be like, can I have it back if you move? I don't, I'm not really a doctor, so I don't know if that's possible, but could you ask that of the owner?
1: <laughs> it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, think about it, like things that make sense, and that just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened in a different universe. Uh, so, yeah, I think Nashville, sh- I mean, barring disaster, Nashville walks out of Ottawa with a big win. I think Nashville um, plays down to the competition, and Eric Carlson yeah. takes over. Yeah. All right. And that is against Craig Anderson, so yeah, it'll be one, uh, one, one nothing or two, two, one. Wow! Yeah, so a snoozer of a game. Yep. Well, welcome to Senators hockey. Yeah,
0: welcome and then to the uh,
1: the first NHL game I will actually be following on Canadian soil Saturday night against Montreal. Um, I will be in Toronto. Toronto, so be fun. Yeah, Toronto. Probably watching at a airport bar, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, Montreal, another team that just really is kind of all over the place. They have a much higher ceiling, I think, than the Senators. Um, but just a team that's zero identity, ride their goaltender every night, and it kind of comes down to if they... I don't know, I feel like the Canadians always have like three or four empty net chances in a game and miss every single one of them. Yeah. They just do it to themselves And I think that uh, I don't know They did. They, well, they won this game last year Although they were much better last year Obviously Subban back in town It'll be a, a game to watch mm-hmm. um, I think anytime you have Carey Price in that You have a chance to win that game Right, exactly I
0: think I don't know I think that the Predators win out Their depths will just roll over Everyone that the, Yeah you
1: know, That they have Alright, so you're saying They go two, Like 2-2-0 two, two, oh On this road trip yeah Yeah And that's You know I, My my rule of thumb Is you gotta go 500 On the road So yeah. You know that works I'd say they win Three of these games uh, I yeah. think they drop the I think they drop Either the Toronto game Or the Montreal game But not both And mm-hmm. that's my Baseless prediction Yeah Maybe two One and one But Yeah know, the Loser points What it is so I don't really Oh that's what's gonna happen Against the Islanders They're gonna They're gonna go To overtime of The Islanders And Barzell's gonna Score the winner You heard it here first Yeah <laughs> I don't know if we should be taking you
0: seriously after you said, after you continually stated that Vasilevsky was going to score during the Lightning Strikes uh, Twitter don't challenge. Even,
1: don't pretend like you don't understand my thought process there.
0: I'm not going to pretend like I didn't understand. I'm just going to say that it was stupid and you should feel bad.
1: My point is no one, like, your chances of winning this competition are less than 1% anyway, especially if you pick Stamkos, Kucherov, um, So why not, if you're not going to win anyway, why don't you pick Vasilevsky, who if there's a horrible series of events that allows Vasilevsky to score the Tampa Bay Lightning's first goal of any game, you have a 100% chance of winning this competition. It costs you
0: nothing. Except that other people had actually chosen that option. No one will. Yeah, no, people did. I'm
1: smarter than everyone. I'm smarter than everyone. No, you're right. (laughs) Um, There were hundreds of people. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Don't. But don't. Don't sit there and pretend like you don't get it. You know my thought process here. Hmm. Where can we find your uh, opinions online? You can
0: find me on Predlines. I write quite often, and uh, it's uh they're usually interesting.
1: <laughs> I like how last week it just turned into we talked about how often we write on Predlines. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I write uh, I write about eight posts a month, and you were like, "Well, I do probably 20 <laughs> Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> There you are can a find us both on PredLines. You might be surprised to hear that. Mm. This is the PredLines podcast. What? Is, this that what? is this what this yeah. is? Yeah. I know. You might get a confused between the pipes when we don't have Corey around, but this is PredLines. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. You got a Twitter?
0: <laughs> wow. You're just so enthusiastic. I can't even, I can't even contain my excitement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's been on. a
1: long week, dude. The The Rangers game took a lot out of me.
0: Yeah, I could tell. Uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at GeorgeM1019. GMM are capitalized, as always. Uh, it's, it's a good time. If you want, I'll pick a fight with you. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun.
1: Not even if you want. He just will. Yeah. He'll find you and get, fight you on Twitter. <laughs> he will. And he alternates between the PredLine's account and his personal I account, stopped, so it gets very confusing. I
0: stopped doing that. I don't do that anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just think it's funny when you're arguing with someone as predlines and then you switch to george suddenly it's more like i realize like, like oh shit i can't be yeah. or oh shoot i can't be arguing
0: with this person <laughs> from predlines
1: um all right that's for me you can find me on twitter at uh, wait and uh wait one nine nine four i oh, i'm sorry i talked over you there let me try that again Am, wait one nine nine four. WadeM. there it is uh the W and M are capitalized. George pretends that matters. It doesn't. I never, if you know anything about how internet URLs work. I hate you so much.
0: It hurts sometimes.
1: You can also find me on Predalines.com. Obviously, as, as this is the Predalines podcast. If you feel compelled, go on iTunes, go on SoundCloud, whatever you listen to this on, and give us a rating. It helps us get our uh, very anti-Predators, but Predators fan opinions out there, uh-huh. which is all we want. George, I'll talk to you soon, uh, probably when Max Pacioretty comes to Nashville. I'm sure we'll have quite a bit to chat about. Sure. And uh, aside from that, enjoy the uh, the the world of the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl champions. Oh, God, Nick Foles is my lord and savior. All right, see you later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>